0: to the Aquatic Mentors Podcast. It's great to have you on here again. And I'm your host, Katrina Van Eyck. We're on to our part two of our two-part series with Jacqueline Wong. We've been finding out a lot about Jacqueline Wong's story, how she developed the swim project. And in this part, we're going to find out where the swim project's future lies. Um, And then also what she sees for swimming in the future and her idea about really developing swimming and where swimming can go. So I'm glad to have you back. Let's go straight in and listen to what Jacqueline has to say now how did the swim school that you worked at develop your swim
1: teaching skills so while I was teaching at that pool my supervisor challenged me through those three terms and did beginners only in the first term and then with the second term I got told oh we're going to give you some beginners intermediate and intermediate classes kind of like oh okay you know? <laughs> I'm a bit nervous about that but I'll go with the flow and obviously they were very supportive and I had someone who could shadow me or I could shadow them during their classes to learn and huge learning journey and then in term three I got told, we're going to give you the advanced classes and that's free squad <laughs> And I thought, what the heck? It's like, I've only been teaching for two terms and you, you're putting me in advanced. <laughs> wow. But I think that just proves they had that faith and belief in me that I could do it. And one of the supervisors actually said to me, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. And although, you know, I had my qualification, I was passionate, I was teaching adults in between. But I was going into uncharted territory <laughs> teaching <laughs> the more senior classes, and I was nervous. There's a lot more going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of like, you know, bombarded with all this extra responsibility and learning. But again, it all comes down to the willingness to grow as a teacher, and you're never going to know everything so as a teacher you're never going to be perfect and I think knowing that going into you know if you're a, a new teacher I think knowing that takes the pressure off because you think oh I, I have to know everything I have to have all the answers I have to teach perfect but I think knowing that you don't have to be perfect you just have to be consistent patient and willing to grow yourself and and willing to have fun with it and if you're passionate and you know can be creative if you can hone your communication skills it's a growth opportunity and I think if you stick with it you have the opportunity to build those relationships with kids and adults and it's so enriching like I can't imagine not being a teacher now wow (laughs) Um, that's amazing to come from what
0: you're doing (laughs) before and then say now you can't see yourself doing anything different
1: Yeah I realized like I am in it for the long haul owning a business something that started as a passion project and then seeing it grow it's such a rewarding experience.
0: You're working with a very diverse group of adults in the swim project but for you what does diversity in
1: swimming mean? We have to appreciate our diversity and it really makes me sad to see some of the racial comments and and actions that have come out of the coronavirus environment, um, particularly against the Chinese community, because at the end of the day, we're we're all humans and you know I think what people need the most is authentic connection and you can't get to know someone without understanding truly their cultural background and their their identity and actually saying hey you know you are valued as an individual and no matter where you come from you're welcome in the swimming pool you're welcome in this class you're welcome and swimming is available to every single person no matter their background job or or age i think swimming kind of it cancels out all of that and drowning also doesn't discriminate so when you think about that it highlights even more urgently the need to ensure every single person has that opportunity and I know there's a lot of focus on teaching kids and there's a lot of programs through schools and even with universities now but yeah, for me, it's as much as I, I do love teaching kids, for me, my mission is, is specifically to reach those culturally diverse adults. And it's people that I myself have connections with already or have, might've met even unexpectedly in, in different places um, and in different circles of friends. But I think as long as you have that appreciation and, and passion, then they're more likely to, to keep swimming. Yeah. Yeah. What experience
0: and skills did you gain from your work at the bank or other roles that you've had in life, which relate to your work now in the swim project?
1: You know, that experience gave me a taste for what it's like to be super passionate about something and then make it happen. And I remember going to a startup conference and someone said, there's a difference between your zone of excellence and your zone of genius. And I do believe that, you know, having spent... 10 years, a decade in banking, um, <laughs> minus my years in Berlin. I think my role at the bank, it was probably my zone of excellence because I I enjoyed what I did. I learned a lot and I pushed myself and volunteered. And, and it was such a great learning environment to develop those leadership skills. But then once I started this idea for the swim project, your mind ticks and, <laughs> and you never like you just you know you just have to take that leap of faith it's almost like bungee jumping you know you know you're supported you know by something around your feet (laughs) you are the one that has to jump and for me to go to kind of step full-time into running my business was almost like a bungee jump Uh, and I have been bungee jumping you know standing on the edge that leap of faith you're the one that decides to take that step and it's like becoming a teacher or stepping into a new job or starting a business or learning a new skill or <laughs> being involved in a in a podcast interview you know you have to say yes and then figure out how to do it for me, going into my business full-time, that difference between standing on the platform and jumping, that bridge between that decision to jump, that's courage. Mm. And no one can force you to jump. No one can force you to say, yes, I'm going to learn to swim or yes, I'm going to put myself out of my comfort zone. Or But that courage gap, I think, is really important. And I think we, like for me, I want to be intentional with the decisions that I say yes to. And it's not, it doesn't mean you say yes to everything mm. um, because there's so much vying for our attention these days. We still have to be wise in, yeah. in what we say yes to and wise with w- what we invest our time into. But I also know that if there's an opportunity where I feel the fear, that's me standing at the edge of a platform <laughs> with a bungee <laughs> jump my feet, and the only thing that's that's stopping me is, am I good enough, or can I do this? Do, you know, do I actually have the ability to do this? And that's courage. Mm. And you only discover that courage once you actually jump.
0: That's and, so true. And so,
1: yeah. And so my message to to my swimmers, and even to new teachers who might have a little bit of you know nerves or fear and in stepping into something unknown. Is you won't know until you try. And yeah. how great would it be if you take that leap of faith and discover that you're actually really good at it? Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. It actually inspires you, contribute a life skill that you've been blessed to grow up with or to learn mm-hmm. and master, and something that brings you so much joy yourself. I mean, how rewarding is it to be able to share that with someone else? So what do you see as the future
0: for The Swim Project? What's your vision and what's your ultimate goal?
1: So for The Swim Project, I'm delving into the vision of translating courage in the water to courage in all areas of your life. And that vision is 100% based off my own experience. (laughs) And, And I think I didn't originally start off with that vision. My vision originally started off with wanting to empower culturally diverse adults to swim and to increase their awareness around water safety. So it was quite a practical, obvious vision. But since the last six months, as I've reflected on my own swimming journey and then stepped into the business full time and started to to write my origin story, and and this is such an amazing platform to share that for the first time, but as I've gone deeper into that, I've realized that it is about the courage in the water, and instilling courage and helping people be brave in the water. And then, how can I help them to translate that into other areas of their lives? Because the courage you find in the water that acts as your foundation. You can always turn back to that. Like, for me, if I'm going through a really rough time, I'm like, but I swam 4.6k in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> against the odds, like, That's- you know. <laughs> I was, I was swimming against Iron Man and Iron Woman and triathletes and Ocean Masters swimmers, and I still made it.
0: Made it, and yep. I got and you weren't the last <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I always remember that moment, and so if I'm ever going through a rough time or I, I find that doubt creeping in or that fear, I know I can turn to that moment and go, "Hang on, you did that physical challenge, and to." date that was my most physical and probably mental challenge grueling challenge in my whole life and so that gives me the confidence to then go okay I can say yes to this new challenge or I can say yes to this new opportunity without knowing exactly how it's going to go to plan so that's going to be my main message and the way I want to do that is through the swim coaching for adults and also to just educate myself myself around trauma and just understanding the psychological impacts of trauma and upskilling myself on that area how to be a bit more sensitive to clients needs particularly if they have a very ingrained fear because the worst thing would be to pressure someone to swim when they're not ready mm. and to maybe ignore or not be aware of some of the signs and then they have a even worse experience like you, you have to be quite sensitive to those needs and so I'm currently doing a trauma-informed course online during my isolation period. <laughs> yeah. Upskilling, yeah, so that's brilliant. Upskilling, that's right. So you know even though I can't coach in the water and I can't swim which is actually it's driving me nuts actually. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I'm a doer like a couple of weeks ago I accidentally uh, signed up for three webinars all at the same time. on. <laughs> Oh, I thought, well, I'll, just, I'll just spend this time learning and upskilling and I accidentally <laughs> overbooked myself.
0: <laughs> well done. I
1: love it. So, so those are my main focuses and I am really happy because I have the support of Rural Life Saving. I have a really good relationship with the National Manager of Rural Life Saving and you know, have continually kept them in the loop about how I'm going and bounce ideas off them and they've been very supportive. And so I'd like like to continue collaborating with different industry partners. Uh, also, I was really excited at the launch last year to invite Matt Levy, who's a Paralympic champion, to be our keynote speaker. So he he traveled from Sydney to present at our launch event. And I also had the Mayor of Moreland City Council present, uh, which is where the event was hosted in Brunswick. Yeah. And so the Mayor of Moreland City Council was present and she did the, the welcome address. And so I I think you know for me it's the context that I've built up over the last couple of years and that I want to maintain yeah and and keep them in the loop of what I'm doing and also making sure they know why I'm doing it like I it's really important for me to communicate the why so that when I ask for something or their support for something it's a no-brainer
0: yeah that's right
1: because they automatically understand the impact of what it's going to have and even when I was working at the bank I had to ask for leave to go to South Africa and initially I didn't know if I would get it because I was a little bit hesitant to ask because I (laughs) already had leave booked but when I asked my manager not only did she give me the week of the conference off but she then told me take an additional two weeks so you can go into a safari while you're over there. Wow! So I had three weeks off um, in South Africa and it was one of the best experiences of my life, like yeah, and you know, even though I was hesitant to ask for her support in that, you have you kind of hold back. You have a bit of doubt because you're like, oh, maybe I can go next time. You know, should I? Shouldn't I? But then, when I stepped back and thought about it, after everything that had happened last year and the momentum that I gained in the business and the support from different industry partners, I knew that it was a no-brainer. Like that was an opportunity that I had to say yes to because it was. I mean, it was the World Conference yeah, that's <laughs> um, hosted hard. by the World Health Organization. So the amount of learning and networking and exposure and upskilling and probably even more ideas that was generated out of that was so great. And it changed my perspective on a lot of things. And I pretty much came back a different person. I mean, you probably would after coming within two meters of a white rhino. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, experience you with know, changing. <laughs> Camping in the middle of you know the Okavango Delta and knowing that there were elephants—quite dangerous elephants—not very far away—and wow. being told don't leave your tent at night because you don't know what animals <laughs> roaming around. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. But again, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity. But after having gone to that conference, I've said to myself, now that I've more started to address my kind of barrier of public speaking, my goal is to actually present at the World Conference for Drowning Prevention in 2021
0: in Trilogy. Oh fantastic. <laughs> I was hoping it was gonna be something like that. You're still amazing <laughs> to get out there. That would be brilliant.
1: And it's, it's scary to say it out loud because once you share it with someone, it's almost like you, you're you committing almost and it yeah. becomes something that you're actually a realistic goal as opposed to a, a hope to or a distant dream. I know that, you know, it was something that real life saving, they actually mentioned it when I first um, had a meeting with them and presented to them. You know, it was one of their first comments. Little pieces of feedback after I presented to them was you should think about presenting. And, yeah. you know, last year was was an opportunity to just check it out and, and see, you know, the quality of speakers were amazing and, and just to get an idea of what it was about and network. But next year, assuming international flights <laughs> are available and <laughs> goes ahead, I will definitely be in Sri Lanka. I've already put it in my diary. Oh, fantastic. And we need to get this happening. We so need to get you presenting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But see, in order to do that, I want to make sure that I also practice beforehand. Like I'd love to, through the swim project, like I'd love to look for local opportunities to present, share my story and to hopefully encourage adults, more adults to learn to swim, but also to to encourage teachers. And I actually quiet about maybe putting my hand up to speak at one of the OSWIM conferences, but obviously that's been canceled this year. So, you know, maybe another time. But I'm definitely open to those opportunities now that I've, uh, well, this has been the, probably the, the most I've shared. So I think now that I've done it today, I think it'll be a lot easier the next time.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. And the more you practice it, the more you learn from what you're doing and you learn about yourself. I know I applied for the Agri Futures Rural Women's Award and oh, wow. got into the top four finalists and just oh, congratulations. thank you of putting yourself out there and doing it it made me actually think about my business and what I want to achieve and bring it back down so it's not such a like I had about 20 things happening I was going to do this and that and I applied for it this year and they I didn't get through to the second round and they said the reason was there's so much happening I needed to sort of finesse what I wanted and this year I did it again and I finessed it and it was I learned so much and just those projects and things you do you learn so much from it and taking that time to kind of things like presenting at different areas and different topics and like you want to do that's going to really help you finesse and your presentation at the drowning conference will just be amazing because of that
1: yeah, I've been super blessed to have such very, very good mentors and coaches around me who have pushed me outside of my comfort zone and ch- <laughs> like really challenged me to the point where it's uncomfortable for me. <laughs> like where I don't want to <laughs> say it's uncomfortable. And and they've delved deeper into the why is it causing discomfort. And often it's because I feel vulnerable because you are putting yourself out there and you even after receiving so much positive feedback and and being so proud of how it's grown over the last year, we're our worst enemy. We are still, you know, we we are harsh critics and I've been learning to be more confident about my achievements and to actually say them out loud, like to actually share them with you and to voice it and kind of have theme or a word for each year. I started doing this a couple of years ago I chose a, a word or theme for each year. And this year, my theme is rise up. Perfect. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's about it's about speaking up in terms of public speaking and raising my voice on topics that I am passionate about. And even outside of swimming as well, not just swimming, but you know, on all different topics, things that I really am interested in or am passionate about or have an opinion about. It's about engaging you know, people around me and making sure they know just how valued they are as individuals like my friends my family people that I've met I meet a lot of people in my normal life and I don't know how but somehow they become friends or connections yeah, yeah I met a woman at a cafe probably like two months ago. We started chatting for like an hour. Wow. <laughs> it might have been long. And it turns out she's an ex-principal from a Queensland school. Very well-respected educator. She's an author and she also still works and um, does some consulting and she edits the Australian, I think it's like a, a journal for uh, educators and principals. And she does the editing for that magazine journal and she was fascinating at the time told her a little bit about the swim project and at the time I was struggling with the public speaking and particularly about a speech that I was preparing for just about a quite a personal topic and we stayed friends she she actually lives around the corner from me we stayed um she's been a key, key person in my life now because she spoke wisdom and encouragement into my life at a time when I really needed it yeah and she also speaks to my potential. She places that seed and and lets me ruminate on it. She challenges me a lot and we exchange ideas and she's super passionate and has had loads of experience. And I think it's that, you know, she would be in her 70s, but I think it's that having that intergenerational sharing of knowledge and that wisdom, which I so value and, you know, it's a blessing to receive and to receive it in an environment where there's no time limits on your conversation there's there's no there's no judge there's no you know (laughs) um there's no one to criticize you it's just two people who have met and have connected over an exchange or in a cafe and the more you you trust yourself in that journey like for me running my business and then also so wanting to build community through swimming it is about authenticity and Mm. those connections for me and you know it's something that I'm trying to actively do in my own life and it brings me a lot of joy I've met so many people (laughs) through doing things that initially scare the heck out of me (laughs)
0: amazing and I think putting yourself out there and you're learning a lot from it and then you can relate it back to the work that you do as well.
1: Yeah I mean at the end of the day I just I just want swimming to be accessible to to adults and I I think the swim project for me I wouldn't call it um like a, a swim school I would probably describe it as you know um, i'm not sure how i describe it. it's quite unique <laughs> because i've got a few different projects outside of the actual pool um yep. but i think it's definitely something that brings people together um and yeah hopefully something that will support people in facing their deepest fears and um if i can and, you know, when I finish this course uh, on trauma, uh, trauma-informed care, I hope that I can incorporate some of those learnings in my in my course um, to support my, my clients.
0: It'll be amazing to, yeah, be able to learn from that and put back into your clients. And I think there's so much you can use from everyday life and everyday experience, and you'll understand them a lot better from that course too
1: yeah and yeah I just um even though right now the future seems quite uncertain and I I don't know when I'm going to get back in the pool (laughs) (laughs) um I'm not sure if you have had any updates on your end but I what I do know is again I just bring it back to the basics and for me it's just what can i what how can I best spend this time and i I have to remind myself I don't have to continuously do yeah, <laughs> I, that's can, right. yeah. I, can, I can rest and I can yeah. have a little breather and I can you know plan and you know I've tried to do some videos to practice my public speaking and get more comfortable in front of the camera um and to talk to people and and bounce ideas off people and not have you know, that I think it's not having that um, pressure of like rushing from, from meeting to meeting or rushing from client to client or um, in and out of town. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it, not having that pressure has actually been really good because once I left the corporate um, sector, I needed some time to kind of just uh, reassess where I am and you know reposition think consider my own personal values mm. and what I want the swim project to represent at its core and then everything else flows from that so as long as I know my values and um and my mission and yeah my mission because it's the why then yeah. everything is gonna flow from that. It's it's your motivation, it's what drives you. And it, it doesn't change. And so for me, actually for some teachers quite easy because the why is to prevent more people from drowning. So mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I know I won't ever, ever lose sight of that why. And I I'm actually really grateful because it's easy to get as you grow, it would be easy to lose sight you know of that if you're doing too many things or if you have so many clients and at the moment I'm the only teacher so you know I have to be able to adapt to what happens if I get more clients than I can teach mm. you know, what's got me my next step what will my business model look like? And if I do engage other teachers, how can I share that passion and those values with them so that they can also emulate that through their classes? That's through right. project? Because you have to have like-minded individuals.
0: Mm. And um, especially for your business, I think as well, because I suppose, more generalising the swim teacher community. If it's a swim school, it's about teaching their kids, getting them to achieve their goals and getting them to achieve certain things in swimming. But there's so much more behind your business. Um, It's just developing their skills and their swim stroke. It's about giving them that courage and that confidence they can do it. And then there's also the other side of it that you're wanting to out of the water develop part of it and wanting to give back as well. So putting some of your profits into charity And I think it takes a special minded person to be able to do that. And then you have to find someone else who's more inclined and empathetic and on your way of thinking as well to then be able to emulate it.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's a tough time right now. And the aquatic industry is hurting. But what I've tried to do is still turn up on my social media platforms and engage with my clients. Even though I can't show swim videos, <laughs> I can still do some core cool exercises at home or I can I don't know, do something fun. So I'm actually planning a fun challenge uh, to put out to my community probably either tomorrow or Monday, yep. and I'm going to create a little video incorporating their, if they choose to accept the challenge, then I'll <laughs> incorporate their in my video. (laughs) Um, And that idea came out from a conversation with my mum. And then I went for a walk with a friend yesterday and I told her about my idea. And it's just something small that I can do just to engage people. I told her about my idea and then she just said, oh, why don't you do this? And as I was telling her, that idea evolved into something even better. And so, I'm an external processor. So, yeah, <laughs> I like bouncing ideas. That's how I'm creative. That's how I process things. And uh, that you probably know, I talk a lot. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, do I? It's amazing to find someone that talks. It. <laughs> I should have warned you at the beginning once I talk about this, uh, you know, you can't shut me up. <laughs>
0: I'm normally doing that. I'm normally warning people myself, so it's great.
1: (laughs) But fortunately, you can edit it, so that's okay. (laughs) That's right. um but yeah like a a part of the journey and and something that I've so enjoyed as part of this process of being a business owner is discovering my own source of creativity and there've been moments where I didn't think it was going to work or uh, I didn't think that anyone would turn up to my launch (laughs) I thought it was only going to be parents and me <laughs> uh, you know I had 50 people and oh, wow. the majority of them in the last seven to ten days and I was freaking out about it but in the last two days I had Royal Life Saving and Life Saving Victoria tell me that they were attending. so you can't write yourself off and I've just been trying to enjoy the journey and like be kind to myself <laughs> like, not knowing that not a race and yep. I have felt that my business has been fairly grounded and and my goal is only for it to be sustainable and also I have to be able to manage the growth so I'm very wary of that and um, I've just been very grateful that people around me have supported me from the very beginning and it's just been a huge privilege to be doing this. I've had to step outside my comfort zone and share what I'm doing with the community and I was a selected nominee for the 2019 Pro Bono Australia Impact 25 Awards. Congratulations! And as part of that, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> as part of that, once you are selected as a nominee, it comes down to public votes on the top 25 uh, impact winners. And so, I had to go and ask for votes <laughs> from you. Know, not only from the swim project community, which they were obviously happy to do, but my broader network, my colleagues, people in my local suburb <laughs> <laughs> and businesses, but they were all happy to do it. You just have to get over that initial fear or even a little not embarrassment but just that that thing that how holds you back. I even gained a couple of new clients in the process fantastic. <laughs> It's really important to back yourself and... I think when we are actually honest with ourselves and take a step back and go, okay, what is causing this fear? Like what is causing this hesitation in accepting this opportunity or putting yourself out there? When we understand the root of that fear, then we can address it mm. and then it doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> yeah. And you can break it down and you can see, yeah, where it comes from. Yeah. And this next step. It is a massive step. I acknowledge that. But in a way, it's almost felt quite natural because I have been working on the business for the last two years. So in that respect, I have been preparing myself, even though that decision wasn't initially on my radar. And now that I'm doing it, I kind of had this sense of peace and freedom and (laughs) I call it deep rooted joy that came with the decision to put everything into the SWIM project so that I could give my clients the best of me. I wanted to give my clients the best of me and to be present and to be able to go deeper into this project and provide better value to them so that more people can be impacted. And the swim project is my dream, but it's not my identity. I'm definitely changed as an individual and through my cumulative experiences and challenges and things that I've overcome. And as swimmers, we're tough. Like swimmers are tough. They're the fittest. They're the toughest. They have the best abs.
0: (laughs) Thank I'm still finding it out. On.
1: One of the guys I trained, I have to call him out. Well actually all of them. <laughs> so one of them had helped me in his registration form. He was the splashing in the water type of swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in his second class, he swam 25 meters of freestyle non-stop. I was splashing in the water. <laughs> he had no swim training. (laughs) And one of the other guys was focused on improving his technique. So he was quite competent in the water, but just wanted some technique focus. And then the third guy that I trained was very determined. He did all his kicking exercises and core drills that I gave him outside of the pool. And he trained in the pool outside of classes and was very dedicated. And in his last pool session before the triathlon, he saw, Swam 50 meters of freestyle non-stop uh, a couple of times in the olympic cycle and that was a huge milestone for him he was very persevering yeah. <laughs> and being a swim coach you push someone because you believe in them hmm. but you also have to step back and sometimes let them work it out for themselves and when mike swam that 50 meters he he started off he made 25 meters non-stop and then run out of breath. And then he did it again and then got to maybe 30 meters or 35 meters. And then we're like, do it again, got to maybe 45 meters. It's just a couple meters off. He's like, oh, I ran out of breath can't make it and when I was watching him I was outside of the pool I was watching from the side and I was just walking along with him encouraging him and yeah there were moments where he might have got frustrated with himself or you know he was like ah blow cut blow bubbles any longer but he worked through that and he was able to pull back and all I said was just focus on the breath that's all you have to do because I knew he could make it and once he got that full 50 meters he repeated it. Problem and it was huge, like fifteen meters of non-stop freestyle, and that's at the end of the class where I had made him do so many kicking drills. (laughs) He's
0: probably just learned to be using his
1: arms. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for that particular class, I was coaching from outside the ball for majority of it. Probably because secretly, if I had done all those kicking drills and and freestyle, I would have tired myself out.
0: Yeah, that's he right
1: a, you know he, so being able to ascertain when to step in and just give a bit more encouragement or guidance and also when to step back and let them figure it out for themselves let them work through whatever feelings they're feeling and, and push themselves like they know you, you believe in them they they know you're there to help them but sometimes you just move back and let them work out themselves. themselves and, and I just hope that for every single adult that I interact with or have the opportunity to coach I hope That they know that saying yes and turning up to that first, very first swim class as an adult, that's already a lot of the hard work done because (laughs) they're they're not signing a registration form. It's actually following through on that decision and backing yourself and going, actually, I can do this. If I have someone to help me, I am willing to commit no matter how long it takes. And when I get to the other side, I'm going to gain so much more in life. and expand my perspective hopefully experience that joy in the water my- you're
0: making such a great difference to people and I think it comes out through you and through your passion and then they can develop it how they want it's great that you can show them how they can do that I've learned so much from talking to you I I can't believe my head's exploding with so much
1: information Um, (laughs) thank you so much like I said it was stepping outside my own comfort zone and I actually only shared the fact that I was doing this interview (laughs) with my community yesterday (laughs) even though we connected earlier than that I kind of had been I don't know sitting on it for a little while and I tend to do that when i I'm nervous I need a bit of time to prepare and (laughs) otherwise find the courage (laughs) and it's amazing because
0: for me this podcast was just to be able to give people a voice and to see what they've achieved and to show people what they've achieved and what anyone can achieve so for me it's more like chatting to a friend and getting people to open up and see what they can do and a few people have come I said oh I'm so nervous about it I'm like oh no it's just relaxed it's just trying to open up their voice and I suppose I'm starting to realize that the avenue it's developing for people I never thought it was just an idea that popped into my head and hopefully
1: it's making a difference as well yeah I'm excited I think this this just been such a wonderful conversation although I feel like I've talked a lot <laughs> <laughs> that's the point Sorry. of it <laughs> I'm a big fan of podcasts and I always used to think, oh, it would be wonderful to be on one, but the nerves do sink in sometimes. And I just want to thank you for putting this opportunity out there and open to anyone just to be part of. So I really hope that what I've shared resonates with with all the listeners and teachers who are about to start their journey or already on their journey and need a bit of encouragement. And I know that when you have had opportunities in your own life, and you've had people that believe in you you yourself want to give back and to contribute back into the community and that's, that's why I think mentoring is such a, a crucial part of community even as a swim coach you know whether they're my their friends or people I, I've only just met my clients, Sometimes it does feel like a not mentoring relationship, but because we do have some in depth conversations and mm. the relationships are flourish so beautifully in and out of the water, that energizes me and it makes me realize the impact you can have when you face your fear. And I'm really excited, <laughs> excited for this, charm. and That's and great. also. Heard a lot of messaging online and even in the news, or talking to some friends. And a lot of people were saying with the coronavirus, oh, you know, I just want to write off 2020, or I just want to rip up my calendar, or I've just thrown all my plans in the rubbish bin. And to be honest, for me, I started the year with a huge decision and a huge change in my life. And even though this current environment is extremely challenging, every day is not a waste. And yeah. I really believe that this period, while devastating to businesses and communities and families, I do believe that the world in general needed to have a break from the, the busyness and the intrusiveness of life. It makes me want to do more for my community because I I love them so much. <laughs> like, like <laughs> That's they're great. just so special to me and it's unique and it's something that I feel is me like it's authentically me and to get to a point in your life where you can share your most authentic identity your authentic self it is a struggle sometimes and mm. I think some of that started to come out last year but you're continuously getting to know yourself and the more you open yourself up to learning about what you love and what brings you joy, the more you want to do more that produces that same joy. Yeah, does that mean? And it's not. It does. And and, and that's not the same as being. Happy. I feel like there's a difference between deep, rooted joy and happiness. And joy is something that is consistent. Like you can actually cultivate joy even amongst the most difficult circumstances. Yeah. And as I've really been grateful for so many things in my life and during this time have taken the opportunity to reflect on what I'm grateful for. You know, that kind of attitude flowed out more easily in my life. And for me, I'm a Christian and and I have a very strong faith and I know that whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. And I think when you're in the pool if you have students that are fearful of either the pool or the water or fearful in their life in general, if you meet someone like a teacher who is assured of themselves and can cultivate that joy and speak encouragement has life you know like really has a passion for life and a true heart for people then this learning to swim will happen naturally and in the time for that person and so yes. you know accepted that everyone's journeys and swimming is different and what works for one person doesn't work for another but my role and not only as a teacher but as a Friend, as a coach, as a leader, as role model, or as a public speaker, maybe (laughs) uh, is just to instill that courage and let people know that I believe in them. I believe that they can do it and learn to swim. And that's just the beginning. And I think that's really exciting. Like learning to swim is just the beginning. It's not the destination. And learning to swim will then enable you to have a more fulfilled life
0: yeah that's so true it's being able to offer that to them and it's just a building block to what they can achieve when they overcome their first fear moment they know that they can do that they've built the resilience and then they can develop so much more out of it and it's all down to you (laughs) 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 pressure's on now Wow. It's been totally amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your dream with us and your knowledge. And I'm so glad we've been able to connect and give that opportunity to people.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thank you again.